Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for the High Republic. I have the Storm mini series. My name's Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ed. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing today, Ed? I'm all right. Having my coffee. I'm good. Me, I'm having my tea. Awesome. And Noma. Hello there. What drink are you drinking this morning? Water. Because <laughs> I already had my coffee. The healthiest of the three. <laughs> oh, let's let's not even pretend that's true. <laughs> Fair All right, Ed, would you like to let the listeners know what we do on this podcast and what Temple Archives is about? Absolutely. On Temple Archives, we discuss Star Wars canon and Star Wars legends. And, and with all of those, we really go around summarizing the story for you. Uh, it's complete, not complete summary, but like we give you the most important details and then you choose if you want to see more, you go into it yourself. Um, we tell you how it relates to other legends or canon material or both. And we have a quick discussion on it that's formed for our own opinions and how we feel about it, uh, what we think it's trying to convey. And then we, we tell you where it fits in the, in the timeline. For this episode, it's going to be the High Republic Eye of the Storm miniseries. So that is taking place in the High Republic era, which is 200 years before episode one. It's the end of miniseries. Or this miniseries is the end of phase one, I guess. At the very the, end of the second issue, it's like yeah. phase one, end. I'm like, thank God we have a clarity on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we kept on thinking so, it was the next thing and the next thing. Yeah. It really felt that way for a while. And it was just like they were trying to throw on addendum after addendum. But this is the end. So, it was just me being misinformed, to be fair. This, <laughs> this series came out, uh, was it? And no, March, I think, of this year, March uh, 2022. Somewhere around there. February, actually. February. Uh, so, with that, like, we are close enough to the second phase now where hopefully we hear more about that soon. There's I think it's been... actually released already, something? Mayhap, because we're. Uh, Everything was speculating with uh, is it going to be prequel to this? Oh, no. Is it going to be right 4th. after? Mm. So we're, we're close, so. That this will be a good way to get this, have everything come together, and then start off on wave two right away. Because yeah. this one, we've hit the end. That's all. That's all. We've hit the end. Thank the maker. Mm. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully wave two is a little better. Yeah, I, I would. If, I would just quickly say that this is a weird comic issue where the first issue takes place like prior to the events of everything that we've seen in the High Republic. And the mm -hmm. second issue takes place during all the events. Just a yeah, just yeah. a weird like timeline issue thing that we had in this. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Ed and Noma. Would like to let the listeners know how they can get in contact with us. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. If you've read this comic, we'd be interested in hearing your opinion. Uh, or you know, if you if you read it after this and you've got different opinions, we'd also love to hear from you. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different ways you can get in contact with us. One of the easiest is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. We've also got an email, a new email, which is connect at voiceoftheforce.com. Social media-wise, we're on Twitter and Instagram. The handle for both of those is at voiceforcepod. As always, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. And you can listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us with five stars and a comment helps with visibility, and you can subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank and you. as well. Oh, okay. Go for it. I, didn't, I forgot that was another thing. <laughs> oh, that's okay. 
Uh, and as always, remember to listen to the outro to find out what we'll be covering in the next episode of Temple Archives. Uh, just a quick little uh, snippet of that. It's not going to be a comic or a book this time. And uh, well, let's move our way into I Have a Storm. Uh, yeah, my favorite raider, Zoidberg. My favorite dog, <laughs> Zoidberg. So, uh, we got two different covers for Eye of the Storm. We've got for issue one and issue two. We'll go over both of those real quick. Uh, first one is... It's interesting. Um, it is Martian Rowe in all of his definitely not a Dark Eldar glory. Uh, <laughs> kind of standing on this cliff face with this... Uh, looks like kind of pouring rain with this really interesting kind of blue-white, stormy, cloudy background. Um, interestingly, this has nothing to do with the actual issue itself, uh, but it is a nice eye catcher. Uh, and Martian's got a stolen lightsaber that he's got ignited while he's holding his helmet. Uh, it's really nice. It paints a really cool, foreboding, dark, uh, cold feeling with it because Martian is in the same kind of blues and whites as the storm behind him, so it makes him look very cold and very pale. The only warmth in this entire shot is the... Uh, orange lightsaber glow um it's nice it, it has a little bit of a problem you know again I, I always say this contrast is really nice to help focus the eye and this one has one point of contrast yeah, right it's got sure. a lightsaber and it's got the darkness of the rocks that kind of help lead your eye into martian i'm not sure if you could make this pop anymore like maybe have a sun behind but then it kind of messes with the storm aesthetic so it is nice overall it does kind of draw your eye to it but if you didn't know what you were looking at like you didn't know this is martian row it's just like oh it's a it's an edgelord jedi yeah um so can i sign yeah, up to be that guy I, you an edgelord had stay in your lane man no 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 stay in your lane that's my domain like, it kind of <laughs> kind of reminds me of exar coon a little bit just from With like the shoulder pad. Yeah, just just the edgy and the whole like i'm alone on this weird yeah. mountain cliff there's a city behind Mm. And we know that in in that series, when he was going to like find the secrets of the Jedi and all that, and come back and try to infiltrate, he was just like something similar to this because he was an mm. an explorer. Yeah. But it was it's cool. Like I I agree with you heavily on that. It looks like if you the more you look at it, the more it kind of brightens up and the the lightsaber warmth almost shines for it because mm. like. I was looking really close and like, yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, it's all dark. And then as I kind of sat back, I was just like, oh, you start to see more of like, it's a passing storm. So like, he's definitely in the eye because mm. all the, there's no craziness with him or very slight, but then you look past it and you see like the city's kind of bathed in sunlight almost and all that. So it's really the, they're the contrast there. If you look towards like the bottom right of the picture and the top left is huge. I think one thing to also say is lightsaber he has is Loden's. Oh, okay, I was wondering right. about that. That's the one yeah. that he got from Loading Great Storm, and uh, Great Storm had an orange one. Yeah, yellow. Yeah, it's yellow. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, just I guess a little bit of that's a like fire, tint. Man. Yeah, mm. um, but I do like how it's like it almost looks like an oil spill behind him in the sky, like in water. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like I'm getting from it. Like even his like the skin and the lightsaber kind of mixing has that same hue. Mm. Um, yeah, and... that's, a, that's a great point. It's, it's kind of very oily smudgy greasy almost yeah. yeah you're like what's the cloud and what's not the cloud i don't know which one's which mm. um and it just looks really cool like uh ryan brown did a fantastic job with this cover oh, and yeah. uh it it shows that i don't know if this is kind of what he's going for but like having 
um, Martian, like, kind of looking up against the storm and, like, is he, you know, trying to, like, fight against the storm? Is he trying to, like, all this, like, you know, imagery type stuff? Yeah, or is he the master of it or right, yeah, exactly. understanding the storm? Yeah. To become part of the storm, to be the storm. And is that city, is that city in the background, is that, um, like, Lena So city thing on, um... I'm not too sure. Or, I'm not sure either. It looks like it's pretty damaged uh, with like the fiery kind of parts of it. So maybe it's where um, Starlight Beacon fell. Maybe I wouldn't say Coruscant because like there would be no jagged rock thing. To yeah. Oh, that true, path. true, true. Um, yeah, that's the first um, cover. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. And for the second cover, we've got uh, BDSM again, Daddy. Marciano. Sorry. BDSM Daddy. <laughs> just because he's got a chain okay then i mean look at the colors the how, look at them muscles them rippling muscles <laughs> so yeah for the second cover we've got martian row full helmet like ed said like he's full armor clad this time he's got his he's got his new helmet which is interesting to me because it looks different in the comics but i yeah. mean that does happen a oh, lot man. um he's sitting in this kind of dark iron throne there's this giant red swirl behind him He's holding a chain like that. Dad, blah, 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 blah. Thank he's you, holding a chain, yeah, right. <laughs> it's, he's holding a chain like Dan pointed out. Um, and again, right. It is very strike. This one's very striking because he's the only thing here. There's no way that you don't focus on Martian. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the contrast point here because again, contrast wise, it's a bit of contrast. What we got predominantly red and black well gray black for the chair and stuff like that his kind of blue purple skin and his kind of ready purple robes are the only things that really make him stand out but because he is the only thing in this cover uh the contrast is just the fact that there's nothing else to look at um and it looks good the details really good in this cover like you can see every little line and pipe and everything in his mask um and overall, it, it's it's sending a different vibe. I mean, you know, you heard what Dan immediately thought. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it, it is kind of more the cruel master, which is... Take it how, how it, you interesting, will. <laughs> interesting perspective. It, we'll, we'll talk about that later, but uh, it, it's interesting. Um, overall, I honestly, I really like... I really do like both covers. Like, yeah, you know, I just pointed out that the, the first one could have had a little bit more contrast but it does work really well for what it's trying to do this one works too um both very dark and you're expecting a really really like heavy emotional gritty uh story which uh, we'll talk about whether or not that that happens but uh yeah i mean that's about all i've got to say for this one how about you guys one thing that i would say about this one is you have the perspective of the, the thing or person or whatever is on the other side of that chain mm. it's like a first person view of martian um, and that Martian, this is the first cover is Martian when he's in his like, you know, young adult kind of age. And then this one is when he's older because he has the different mask. This, the first one's before he kind of like re, um, uh, rejiggers basically the, the entire store, like the eye of the storm and like the Nihil and all that, and then gets the new mask. Right. Mm. Um, so this is him like right now at the end of phase one. You can see he's like even more jacked than he is in the first one. So like he's definitely put time in the gym. And mm -hmm. uh, the other thing is his cape's all tattered too, which kind of just shows you like he's the king of the like the ne'er do wells essentially. Like he's just he's got this like small empire, but he's still like this. He's still living in in the shadows, right? 
Um, and the last thing I'd say is he must have like those Philips Hue lights that you can get where it's like all of, like he changed all of them to red and then he has like something that like is like fabric that's bending the light into like a <laughs> circle behind him to be like the eye of the storm. And I'm like, come on, Martian, it's a simple trick. <laughs> oh, yeah, because our technology exists in the Star Wars universe 100%. <laughs> 100%, at least our, our technology. Some super jacked up formative anyway. No, I was thinking that like you see the red of his eye on the yeah. mask. It's mm. just like... It's like him looking at himself and then the mirrors and mirrors and mirrors and mirrors that I'm getting the kind of effect for. Yeah. Because like if you look at the mm. swirl of it, it's circular like that. And then it, you have that really big shine on the eye of the mask. So from there, I'm mm -hmm. just like, okay, like, is he just projecting? Are we caught in Genjutsu or something like that? Like, <laughs> and because there's the chain there, right? It's just like, I have you now. There you is no escape. escape. Welcome yeah. to the Tsukuyomi. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, you will die over and over again. He just looks, it's either contemplation or bored mm -hmm. at this point, right? And I, from everything that we know of Martian up to this point, especially after, um, Vector, not Vector Prime. My God, that's a that's a whole other book. Um, <laughs> the the one on Valo with the with the Republic Fair, Republic Fair, and them mm. crashing and all that, and him kind of being nuts by the end of it and mm. screaming at something like that. Like it seems like if he's in contemplation, then that's just like him fighting with whatever's in his head, the demons mm. of his father and all that. So yeah. like, it's I I was curious, really curious about this cover and how it led into this into the book, but. You know be Again, we'll talk about that later too. Mm -hmm. the, what he has on the chain, it'd be interesting if it was one of the, the levelers, and that's how it sees him in like this storm, this roiling storm through its vision. Oh yeah, that'd be yeah. kind of cool. It, I would, I would go with that if he was holding. If the, the, the chain's good, but if he was holding like the actual control device, yeah, yeah. I would say yes. Mm, yeah, from yeah. because he's not holding it, I'm just like that's a captive. Yeah. Mm. Right. So it's just like you know he's contemplating what to do with the with the reader who's the captive Jedi or yeah. whatever or something. Mm. All right. I think that gives yeah. us time to talk about the author, which is Charles Soule, penciler, Guillermo Sana, which did all the art on the inside, and then mm. Ryan Brown, who did both of the covers, I believe. So we have uh, two beautiful covers, and let's get into this little mini-series. Yeah, before we get into the synopsis, as always, this is the spoiler warning. Uh, from here on out, we're going to give you the brief synopsis and then just dive into everything, but we're going to have assumed you've read it. If you want to read Eye of the Storm, it's not a long read. It's two issues. They're like 30 pages each. Uh, so if you do want to see this first, pause here, go read it, and then come back. If not, we're going to plow ahead. And like I said, final spoiler warning, let's get into the synopsis. So the first issue is, uh, like we mentioned earlier, it's all backstory. It's the main thing that they go over, uh, which is it, very interesting, is we finally learn what species Martian Roe is and why we've never heard of them before. Um, they are called the Ervalon, or sorry, uh, Evereni. Uh, I think the planet is Ervalon or something, but anyways. Um, so the Evereni lived on this constant storm world, and they basically lived in, it's kind of vague, it looks like giant floating cities all the time. Um, and it's this whole thing of like, oh, they learned how to, to live with nature and adapt to change, except then the change got too big and this big storm comes up from the center of the planet and devastates them. And then from there, they regress into a warlike people. And then 
the wars tear them apart and then from there they regress into a scavenger people and then they start killing each other and then they all it, so basically it's like oh over time and generations of who knows how long because it's never really said they regress into this people that don't trust each other and they're all full of lies and deceit and deception. they basically regress into the drow let's be honest they're they're just space drow uh, at this point, they all backstab and hate each other and they're all up for themselves and they go out into space and they immediately just start pillaging and raiding the other species they come into contact with. And that makes them lose even more of their number because they're a small group. So they kind of scatter out to the winds. Um, so I guess they're, they're a mix between like the, the drow from Forgotten Realms and like the Lasat of just being like this very minor race that kind of spreads out throughout the galaxy and, and just continues to, to screw over and kill people. And they have this this line that's kind of it's kind of interesting with like oh they've now they're still caretakers but now they're caretakers for themselves and I'm like that's not a caretaker that's no, a, right. okay. survival <laughs> yeah right but we then cut to seeing uh, Martian growing up as a kid and we meet his his father uh, Asgore again we get to see what he looks like and he just kind of looks like Martian with shorter hair um, and Martian's grandmother whose name I can't remember because she's not really... It literally, she shows up and is like, we need to turn Martian into the blade of our people. And uh, his dad is like, yeah, I agree. We should go and attack now. And she's like, no, that would be stupid. And he's like, but you put together the Nihil and we learned that it was like his the the great grandmother is the one who founded the Nye Hill, and then it's just passed down through all these generations. And he's like, yeah, we don't do anything though, and uh, she's like, oh, you idiot! I've seen what the Jedi can do. We need to time our attack perfectly. Uh, maybe you should just leave and learn how to kill people. And Asgore's like, I don't need to leave to do that. And just pushes her off <laughs> the balcony that she's and on. The, sh the Pikachu shock face she has is because yeah. priceless. <laughs> you should kill people. No, not me. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and Martian just turns and like does not care that it, like even kid Martian does not care that his grandma's dead, no. and he's 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 down in the pit because he's talking to uh, Mari Santeca. Um, so then we cut to uh, the Nye Hill, the smaller Nye Hill, which somehow Pan is still around. At the, it's, it's Pan and Cassive. Yeah. Um, and they basically are talking about some whatever, and uh, Asgore comes down and is like, uh Oh, and then they're like, "Oh, where's your where's your mommy as as Garn?" He's like, "I'm oh, dead. I'm I'm the leader now." And we get the the same kind of dynamic that that they had with Martian, where it's like, "Ah, oh, well, we only cared about your grand or your mom, so we don't care about you." And Asgore's like, "Why don't we do a little test then? You all fight my son, and because you don't right. like me, so fight my son. And if he beats you, you follow me. And if not, you get the eye." Um, or the gaze electric, sorry. And they're like, yeah, of course. And so they start the fight, and uh, Asgore's like, um, Martian or Mari upload the battle plans and activates the path engine on Martian's ship. So he just comes out of everywhere and starts blasting them to hell. And then I hill are like, oh god, all right, stop it. And uh, Asgore's like, cool, Martian, stop it. And Martian doesn't. No, he's like, uh, he no, just I'll kill everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and eventually Asgore's like, look, you either stop or I'm gonna turn off the path engine and let you die. And uh, we'll talk about it later. It, it's it's all of these beats make sense, but they're very, very, very fast. Yeah. Um. So basically, like it happens, and Asgore's like, "Look, well, I'm in command now. We're gonna start the night hill. We'll build Tempest." Immediate snap cut to him with the eye helmet on, having all three Tempests, and and they're the eye of the storm. And that's basically where issue one ends. Is just like just like bam, 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 back. Grandma's name mm -hmm. is Shala. Sure. It yeah. doesn't. It's not important. No, it's not. But I looked <laughs> it up. Unfortunately. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, so issue two starts off with uh, 
post fallen stars uh we're we're getting some back and forth between the the chancellor and uh all of her people whose names i don't remember anymore um where they're basically saying like oh you know starlight fell what's happening who's the eye like what what is this guy what what is this um and the kind of, again it's like it's we'll talk about it later but it's real fast like lena so's like oh it must be marshawn Rowe because in the speech he said this and that means it's marshawn Rowe. No, i think he says i am marshawn Rowe." Well, that, but that's the weird thing right like they're they're like oh we don't know who like it starts off with like who is the eye and they're all talking about him blah 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 and lena was like i think it's marshawn roe because he said in his speech here like oh it's mine like this is yeah. my uh, uh my storm and it's like yeah he already said he's the leader he's he outed himself as the eye in in fallen stars and it's like so where's why is there a question about this because lorna d said she was they thought she was the eye for the longest time and then they captured her and realized she's not the eye like okay there was a decoy here is this another yeah but Marshawn one? announced after that i know but they're, yeah they're just like it's, is it's this another just, one it's like what really it's just it's just whatever right yeah. so like they're talking about him blah 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 blah, and then uh they're like oh well don't worry the republic defense forces finally showed up and now it'll <laughs> yeah. be a thing and it's just oh don't worry we're here to save the day because the jedi are cowardly and they're all gathering on coruscant and the uh, jedi grandmaster i don't care um is like oh well they the you know the night hell have the leveler and well they still say it's like some something we don't understand and it's attacking us and uh blah 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 and lena so is like yeah do you think this has to do with uh emmerich's investigation and stuff like that and they're like oh well we don't know and yarrow poof's also here so you can remember that he's in episode one um so then from there we cut to, to martian he's getting together this group of like special uh Nihil. but we clearly see in his thoughts as they're going through he doesn't think they're special he's just trying to, to talk him up and he gives this big speech and this big epic saga about like we're going to this place and it's gonna uh it's, it's this wind that kills and nothing can stand in its way and we're gonna use this to destroy the jedi so they go to this world that's it, it's like very similar to the world that um obi-wan was on in padawans oh, where it's okay. like oh well, it's what it seemed to me, where it's like, oh, this yeah. planet's alive, and it's like it's it can sense that there's an evil presence, so it starts blowing up all the Night Hill ships as they go down. But Martian's ship gets through. I got the like Yoda going to the Force planet vibe because of how vibrant it was. Mm. Well, it's the same. It's yeah. the same thing in both, right? It's yeah. like a Force planet. But yeah, so they land and they start killing the wildlife, and I'll just go through all the beats because it's real quick. But like basically, like they go through and they get this stuff, and it 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 kind of ends with them capturing another they call it the nameless but we were uh dan was informing me beforehand it's another leveler so they have more of these things and this whole thing's going back and forth because he's got um i didn't even i didn't even know if he was a new character or not but uh, the palawan jedi master orbratuk or yeah, orbatuk, orbatuk. Or, yeah uh who i i'd completely forgotten but he's farzala's master who was sleeping he, the entire time he's the one that has like the four lightsabers that he was able to like, sure crazy. i don't remember that anymore <laughs> really oh man it was a good one. We love it. We'll, we'll talk about it later, but it's one of it, yeah. It's just it's just a problem with High Republic, right? But so like it 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 kind of comes together with that, and he's like, oh, now we have another leveler, and you know, oh, now now we're gonna we're gonna take the fight to them with my special people, and you want to know why? And he has this big speech with uh, all the Nihil, and he's like, oh, you want to know why I'm doing this? What am I doing? I wanna I wanna create a Nihil Empire that we don't have to follow rules and we can do what we want, and everybody has to fear us and in order to do that i've pulled out this new mcguffin yeah yeah called the, the what was it it's like the storm seed or storm yeah. pod or something like that storm seed, I think. and and we'll talk about it because it's it's uh, i we'll didn't know what to there. think about it but yeah like 
So basically, he activates it, or he seeds them around Nihil Space, which I guess is a thing. I didn't know Nihil Space. I didn't know Nihil Space was a thing, but now it's a thing, right? I guess it's the Outer Rim. The Outer Rim is all of Nihil Space now because he's done that. Is it? That's a lot of terror. Okay, whatever. Yep. Um, But yeah, so he he deploys them all around, and the Republic Defense Fleet is going in, and they're basically just hyper like hyperspace mines, which is again we'll talk about it, but. Yeah, the Republic Defense Fleet is on its way to wherever, it doesn't say, and then the Storm Seed activates and just fucking destroys the entire fleet while they're in hyperspace. Then it cuts back to the High Republic, and they're like, oh my god, they were all destroyed. Oh, the, all the transponders are gone. We're losing RDF fleets left, right, and center. What do we do, Chancellor? And she doesn't have an answer, because it's like, well, what the fuck? Um, and then, yeah, it's just more of Marshawn being like, yes, with this, we are the Nihil, we are the Storm, and we're gonna, we're gonna take the fight to the Jedi, and then it cuts to him with Orbituck, and he does this, like, ah, oh, you know, I love to see Jedi in, in fear as he sticks a leveler on him. So he's dead now. So, again, why, why care? Um, that's kind of where it ends and wraps up. And you can kind of tell from from the synopsis, I'm, I'm not super impressed with this. It's interesting, and, uh, I mean, some okay. we got, yeah. There are some answers, but the whole thing, I mean, at this point, we're switching into the discussion, but, like, this needed to be five or six issues the the amount of just like it's this way because we told you and we don't have time to set it up it's just like bang 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 all these things just one after another where it's just like yeah the the grandma was here and she's important but now she's dead now martian is angry at his dad but we don't have time to get into it so we're gonna get back and now uh martian's taking over the the eye because asgore is dead and we still don't know who did it and blah 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 blah, blah, who did well actually we do know at this point it was lorna d right um they just haven't shown any of it um but they're like yeah we don't know it's still the mystery it's not the mystery but they keep going oh, okay now we're back in this thing and uh how they get the storm seeds i don't know let's keep going uh where how they figure out about this planet Marshawn just knows and it's just like it, it's just all like pl- they just hit you with information but there's yeah. no uh it, there's no show don't tell right it's, it's like all tell and show at the same time yeah and like the thing that i think what really pushes it together too is like we, I was expecting for, you know, I know we're going into like a prequels like series for the High Republic, which is probably yep. going to get more into all the stuff with like Martian's past and like the, his people and all that. But in this, we get so much information about the entire species of people in like seven pages of a comic book. Yeah. Or 15 pages of a comic book. And you're just like, okay, that's a lot of information. And as you're processing yeah. it, it just starts to like, weed itself down from like everybody in the species to Martian. And then he is like the lone survivor of the species and that he is the one that's going to, you know, be the epitome of like, he's essentially the chosen one that will keep like the, like the, the species revenge alive or whatever it is. He's this age of Sathari. (laughs) I guess so. I don't even know. What is that? Is that old EU stuff or? It's it's part of canon because it's Bane, pretty much. He's oh, the one okay. who's going to come over and change them forever and lead them to the path of victory or whatever like that. So that's, yeah, basically what he is. Yeah. But that's set up through an entire novel and not uh, half an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah because there's so much stuff where it's just like what where did this where did this what how because we were talking about it before well Dan was talking about before because I was just I didn't care where it was like where when did he capture Orbituck? I don't think yeah, I it's don't ever remember. mentioned. We see him at I, the end of High Republic Adventures 13, I think it is. Yeah. And I, I think it's just him on... I can't remember if it's on the space station or if it's if it's somewhere in there. Like, he, he's doing something. But, like, there is no interaction between him and the Nihil to be captured. I don't remember that at all. 
Like the only thing I can't, I, I like, I'm vaguely when the in Fallen Stars, don't, don't the Nihil capture some ship that a Jedi's on, or is that like I don't? They do, don't but remember. it's with um Orbelin. Orbelin, that's right. Yeah, right. that's right. So it's yeah, it's just like it's just things happen and then they don't explain why, right? Because yeah. the other thing is the storm seeds. What the hell is that? Like they pull out of nowhere yeah. that they just have this device that is a hundred times stronger than an interdictor. And that's what really bugged me. Yeah, well, yeah, just, like, it literally just shocks the like the ships coming through space. It just blows up fleets. The Empire yeah. wishes they had that power. Yeah. Right? And like we literally go through an entire thing with Chansiaro, right? And and her whole thing of like, oh, we're like we're setting up that they were building the interdictor technology. Yeah. And then they go so far beyond it. That's like not even funny. Okay, can I tell you guys where we last see Orbituck? Because mm. this this is what really sets it into motion. So, do you remember at the end of now? This could be out of out of like um, time, like chronological order. But the last okay. time we see him in the comics that I can find here is he's on. Um, I think I don't. It's not Starlight Beacon because it's beside Starlight Beacon, but it's where everybody mm. is. Uh, all the Jedi are there, and it's like. Um, uh, Farzala's and the other Padawan's ascension to knighthood and like he helps cut the, the braids off with the lightsaber and then okay. the last time you see oh. him is he's holding his lightsaber up with all the other Jedi surrounding him on this yeah. part of the base ship or space station I don't know but yeah, yeah that's the last time that like I can remember we see him huh. but I mean it just it just brings up a, a point that I think I've mentioned before right where it's like why why should I be invested in any of these characters now because we really any author him. I mean, sure, but I, I did. also didn't remember him when he showed. No, I, I, I'm sure if you go back and listen to it, we were all, you know, interested in him when we were yeah. reading it. But there's so many characters that they just introduce and don't give any super detailed backstory for yeah. or reasons why they're different from the other Jedi. And then they just show up and die. And it's like, why should I get be invested in anybody Unless you're like a main main kid, but then even Stellan, right? We've we've discussed our grievances with him. Like, yeah. why get invested with anybody if it's like next next issue? Someone some other author just grabs him and is like, "Well, I don't care about him. Die." Just it's right? an inter- yeah. It's very very piecemealed in terms of like this character was here and now they're dying, and then they're completely somewhere else. And maybe we miss something. Like he's in Midnight Horizon as well, but I don't remember him in that book. Do you remember? Yeah. There's the one on Corellia. No, I remember it, Yoda being in that book at the end. Yeah. Um, maybe he's mentioned off the cuff, but who knows? Right? It's, it could just be a mention, and therefore he's in it. Yeah, we we but, know we know that Martian is like the, in the second cover here that the the hmm. chain is around orbit 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 trucks um, <laughs> uh, neck, and that he's the one that he has captured, right? Yeah. Um And that's kind of interesting. It's it's a way to sh- to show how Martian wants to like drop drop the hit like the 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 what he's been doing behind the scenes right like if there was no other character that he captured there's no f- reason for him to just tell somebody about this so then the reader doesn't know so it's almost like a vehicle for us to get more sure plot. but what 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 difference is there in then just adding a random jedi exactly never true. before right yeah. All, all that this has done is if you liked that character, well, too Fuck bad. You. Yeah. Right? Same thing with me and Orbelin, right? Oh, you liked them? Oh, sorry. And the one Flubber thing apparently can take one shot and die. Yeah. So, and Which and is... then the other. Oh, sorry. 
<clears throat> but this is what scares me about if the next wave is going to be prequels, because why give a damn at this point? Yeah. Why invest time into all this backstory now? And it's just like, but they've died. Yeah. To go back. Underst- yeah. Understandably, they all have to at some point because of what's coming up. But really? Yeah, we're getting a this- comic series with the Blade of Bardotta, which will be interesting as he's still alive. Oh, hell. Well, not sure. anymore. Yeah, right. Maybe it ends with him dying. Who knows? But like, and again, there's other characters. Well, it's about him in his prime, right? When he was like a badass. Oh God, that long ago. But yeah, still. But then it's like, why do I care about Bell? Then why do you know, know, like all these characters that we've met, right? Like, they're not uh, alive. Yeah, yeah, none of them are. So unless the Sith are the ones to stop all this, and then we get okay, here comes the Republic, or Mm. or what we know from that. Was the end of the High Republic leading into the leading into the Clone Wars era? Mm. Like, if that's what it takes, and like maybe Tenebris and um, Plagueis are the ones to be like, okay, enough of this leveler shit. Like, it's affecting mm. us too. We gotta get rid of it. Yeah. If that's mm. the way it goes, because it decimates the Jedi to where there are only ten thousand left or something like that, then mm. I'll be like, all right, fine. But. It, but, it really seems like there's no other way to go right now because nobody's doing anything about it. Except Emmerich was the only one to be like, okay, I, just, I guess I just won't be scared. Yeah. Um, that's the wooliest defense there is. Like, nobody else thought of that. And your Jedi and, with the years of training and nobody can control their, their fear. And I'm also really? like, exactly, right? And I'm also, I'm starting to get really frustrated with the strength of the Nihil because it's literally just whatever it needs to the plot needs it to be right they did they, they did say where the storm seed came from and it was chancy yarrow and i think somebody else but it was just like they never ever ever yeah, talked, never talked about, about it like even yeah. off the cuff of been like we're doing some other research and just like that's where the seed like, is right they, they had the gravity wells right that were ripping ships out of hyperspace and screwing them up mm-hmm. And it was like, cool, they've got interdictor tech. So I guess the Empire just repurposed yeah, it. Yeah, it was. No, it's just straight up fucking decimate fleets in hyperspace. It now. says, with Chansey Yar and her Gravity Hearts project, we've succeeded. Yeah. This is a storm seed. There are many. They will set us yeah. free. But from what I remember in yeah. that book, they also didn't finish the technology. Yeah, and she died. She right? died. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's an unfinished tech that's not going to work after the first time, maybe. This seems like great unfinished tech. Well, it is finished at this point. Yeah, but it yeah, looks like yeah. it is. That's the thing, like, and so they're they're a plucky band that's on the run and is numbering in like the couple of thousands, and all oh, they're on the back foot until they don't need to be, mm. right? Well, because in in light of the Jedi, they they were stating, oh, we can't attack them because we don't we don't have the numbers, and we don't have the tech, we can't fight them head on, and now they've got all this stuff. Like it's just it's just thing after thing after thing where it's like, oh, we can't possibly beat them, but they also need to be the main bad guy that's real scary. So let's give them this and let's give them that. And it's like the same thing. Like, why are the Drangir in this, right? They were here for like a second. They're and then still technically around because we have no confirmation that the progenitor is dead. Because, yeah, but who cares? Yeah. Like, they were already taken care of. They're not a scary villain anymore. Like, yes, obviously if they get out and the I mean, great mother or whatever. Yeah, the progenitor. Blah, blah, blah. But it's like you took it down real easy. It was like one three issue or three volumes to I mean, take out the Drain Gear. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It, like, because that's what we were thinking at the beginning, right? Okay, so it's the Nihil, and they're they've got the army of Drain Gear, and the Drain Gear are the ones that are frontline soldiers, and the Nihil are hitting the important targets. But no, they're just gone. Now the thing I did 
enjoy about this was that we got a little bit of backstory with Martian stuff and just like how did everything get started like what like what is the storm stuff and we got we get see like mm. it comes from like the culture of the planet they were on yeah. and how the storm was this like ravaging force that they had no like control over so then eventually they became the storm right and like that, mm. that that's I can see that being the case. Sure. Yeah. Let, let's not... hold off on the on the good stuff because I've still got my. Do you? <laughs> a okay. More oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Well, so one of them is because I had to look them up because I don't remember. Like, just what I'm saying again, right? You introduce hundreds of characters at this point, and then you give them no. You give us no reason to care about them. Jedi Grandmaster Pratri Vetter, who I had to look up. What has? What have they done? They were on the council. That's all Phase they were. One. That's all they have been. Nothing. Yoda's done more than him. We know this council fuck all. Yeah. It's just like because he shows up and he's like, "I'm the exposition machine," and it's like, "Cool, why are? What do you do?" Like, it's just. Yeah, no, I get you. It, it, it's the same thing. It's just like if you're going to introduce all these characters, have them do something, right? Yeah. And speaking of that, holy shit, the Republic Defense Force is just pathetic. Mm-hmm. Like, again, why even introduce the fleet that's supposed to stop the Nihil if their first appearance that I can think of so far, right? I don't think that they've shown up in anything before now. Or if they have, I've forgotten because they've been so meaningful. In their first debut appearance, they get blasted to smithereens before they even reach their destination. As they're dropping out hyperspace, they're all destroyed. And it's like, wow, you're really showing that you're just like it's it's just it's just the same problems that the old republic had and that's the other thing that's really boring me it's like well we can't fight the confederacy because they're this this overwhelming monstrosity it's like yes they also controlled like a a third of the galaxy so i understand at that point why they're so strong but with the nihil it's just like well we have a thing that can counter them but as soon as that thing is ready to be shown off it's gone we have Star. Oh, great hyperspace disaster! But we have Starlight Beacon to be a beacon of opportunity. Well, it's it's well the Nihil are hitting thing. Well, we got the Republic Fair, and 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 then we've got the what is it the the uh, Tergruden fleet and the Iridonian. Yep. Are, mm. Oh, but they're not here anymore because they they just have to be out of the picture. Well, we finally got the the Jedi, and they're going out. Oh well, now we have the Great Leveler, and oh well, now we have the Republic Defense Fleet. Oh, they're gone too. It's just like all the threats, all, all of the the it's cards in the quick. Republic's hand. Exactly. They get countered immediately, right? Like, at this point, if, if this was happening in the Old Republic, it would be like, all right, the clone army was bombed on Coruscant, and now they can't deploy. And it's just like, well, then what, where is any of the interest in this growing war when every single thing that the Republic has just immediately gets countered? Yeah. Like, there's no... It's, a, it's essentially like, you know, what happens in Bad Batch where, you know, Camino gets bombed to hell, and then the facilities yeah. are gone. Like that's essentially what happened here, but like as soon as they got the clone, the first round of clones, yeah, yeah, and then the clones got destroyed on Geonosis, and it's the end of the war, and the CIS wins. Yeah, now we have to think about something. Well, now we have to think about something different. But oh, the CIS is buried down. I can understand. Like it's just within the course of one year of these books coming out in this comic series, we had all this stuff has happened. We've had so many threats and so many resolutions and so many more threats and resolutions coming up. It's like we got. The Drangir. And we're like, oh, the Drangir are really interesting. Like, it's this crazy, like, plant species that eats people mm. in the forest. It's like, oh, oh, it turns them to wood. Oh. And then they just are gone. And then we got, you know, the Nihil, like you said. And that they are, you know, on the, f- like, doing really well. And then the Jedi push them back. 
but we realize that that's not really a pushback. It's them stepping back, right? And yeah. taking that time to make it seem like they've been, you know, thwarted, essentially. And then yeah. they come back with so much stuff that it's just like this threat, now this threat, now this threat. Yeah. And like, uh, it's a band of pirates that have become uh, a big threat, whereas a fully registered government that's been in power for how long with how many mm. resources and the mm. whole time they have no idea anything and like maybe it's their you know it's their hubris right like the jedi 100 percent, it's their hubris yeah for the republic though there is really no excuse they have these great great works in, in motion you know starlight beacon being what it is and the security that they had they they left it wide open Mm-hmm. complacency and, at that point and, and then after, is their problem after Valo right they, they realized that they didn't expect that to happen and then they get pushed back and then they come back even harder and it's like the, you know it's it's stop me it's if, literally oh, sorry like it's it's them being stupid so that the Nihil can keep winning like is, that's the this the may problem. be a bad analogy or mm-hmm. a bad like comparison but it's like in our world right if 9-11 happened and we and like the US did nothing yeah, to like yeah, step up security. Exactly. And then they're like, why it might have it might not ever happen again. And then it just yeah, happens again. Yeah. And they're like, like it well, just okay. Now we might start getting we might start getting serious now. And then they start like literally attacking America, like invading it's like, yeah. oh my god, how could we how could we have seen this coming? It's like, what are you talking I get it. about? I get it. Yeah. Like there's I would say, okay, do you want to move from this like series into like the end of phase one discussion quick and just say yeah, like sure. you know there are stories in phase one where we really had a lot of fun mm. light of the jedi was fantastic um and uh some of the like the the first volume of um the high republic uh, edge of balance fantastic it was really mm. cool there was interesting stuff in there we had some comic some of the comic stuff was pretty good in terms of meeting new jedi and seeing what they can do and then you know some of the novels that we read, um, uh, Midnight Horizon was pretty good. The the young adult books, I mean, or not young adults, the, uh, the, the children books, right? The ones that yeah. are... Uh, yeah, and of course, those are, those are going to be... Yeah, and all that. Crash Point and all that. Yeah, of course. That was partially our fault, too, for reading those prior to the main event book. Yeah. We did that twice, which kind of took the flame out of the, the main event book, so... But there was some great stories in this, and then some other things that just like kicked the shins and took the legs right yeah. out from under those books. Unfortunately, and, that, and that's kind of kind of the pattern that we're seeing. And and is that the beginnings? It's it's like a J.J. Abrams project. Like the beginnings are awesome, and they set up all these different amazing, you know, plot threads and. You know, it makes us guess and like, oh, where's it going to go from here? There's so many options, and then the end is just it's so disappointing for whatever, for various reasons. It happens too fast. It doesn't make sense how they got this strong. People act dumb because the plot demands that they need to like, you know, everything under the sun, right? Like it just reminds me of like lost or, you know, any not, it's not as bad as game of Thrones yet, but it's really just kind of being like, look, amazing start. And I I don't know what the ending is. Just, just get it out. Just, just Mm. make them scary. And it's just, yeah, it's just this constant up and down of like, oh, this might be, oh, God. And, you know, like Edge of Balance, Dan, like Dan said, is a perfect example, right? Oh, there's so many great ways to go from here. Really? She's going to stay? That's the end of this? 
everyone's gone. It's just her and the little uh, Finch people now. Like, it, it just everything is so... It's so all over the place. When we when we first got into the High Republic, the first thing that we got in Light of the Jedi was, here are the Jedi, here are the ones you need to know, here's the Nihil, and here's mm. the hyperspace disaster. And yeah. that was a huge plot point for the first third, maybe a little bit longer, of the mm. High Republic Phase 1, where like the, fa- the, the hyperspace disaster was happening for months things coming out of hyperspace and they're trying to track it down and they figured it out. They could use the mm. force to pull things out and slow it down and save the people on board and, and, and do things that way. Whereas like they have solutions and they're really acting. So it brings mm. us to show like in a disaster in no time at all, they can mobilize and they can do it. And mm. then immediately after the great hyperspace disaster, they're like, cool beans. We did it. Yep. Shake hands, kiss this, babies. This no investigation. Yeah, it's like, here, shake hands, kiss babies, and have fun. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Ballow. And you're like, everyone just was, like, throwing themselves around. Like, the only person that really did well at Valo was Ty Yorick and Orbelin. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Everybody else, like, Stellan Geos. Ooh, Elzar did for a little bit until he lost his mind. Yes. But... <laughs> yes. And, like, there's there's stuff in there that, like, begs to show you like they really can pull their shit together and like mm. when you know when um um oh my god i can't remember her name blonde jedi master uh, avar chris thank you avar chris yeah. when avar chris has the uh the jedi meditation thing and can bring all the jedi's minds into one thing and help people like kind of do mm. what they need to and communicate through that throughout the galaxy like it's it's really impressive but we don't really ever see that. Like we see it one more time, but it's not even close to how effective it was in the first round. Mm. And there's so much hubris and like the Jedi starting to fight in amongst themselves, which is due to like the levelers and stuff like that. And them being afraid and giving in to those emotions and things. And like, we see that with, with so many of them, but mm. like there's Jedi that you get introduced to. And then like immediately they're gone yeah. immediately. And if it's not immediately, it's the next book or it's the next comic, right? Yeah. And I think that's where we're getting burnt out. Like, we are, we were really excited for the High Republic. I think I can talk mm. for all of us when I say that. Ed, oh, yeah. would you say? Definitely. And like, there's so many, like, I remember when they brought up the, the concept art. We did a whole episode on the concept art in the news show. We were looking at like, oh, these characters look really cool. I'm really excited to see what that is. You know, Ember, the Charhound and like all mm. this other stuff. And we were like speculating about the sashes and the lightsabers and stuff. And like, None of that mattered because half of them died. Yeah. Unfortunately. And the only thing which I don't know how I feel about it, but like the only thing that I could see that would make phase one like null and void, I guess, mm. is if you know the leveler killing things through the leveler isn't a permanent death. <laughs> that's it, right? Like that's it. Because it's like just turned to sand, man. Like, but that's you know, the thing. That. It's like they 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 don't go to the force, right? They don't rejoin mm. the force with the levelers. So something stays with the levelers. So unless like yeah. breaking the device or killing the levelers brings them back. It would just free their spirit at that point, I think, because the there's nothing to come back to. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. But who knows with, with the, uh, the jumps in technology we can have. We, we, yeah, we went from being able to yank ships out of hyperspace to f- blowing up fleets. So I guess it's not a huge jump to be like, oh, no, the 
it actually steals all of their molecules and atoms, and then when they kill the Weaver, it it barfs them back <laughs> out, and now the people are back. It's just... it's I can, I could... cell getting punched yeah. in the yeah. Yeah. Or Majin yeah. Buu. Majin Buu, where you like rip yeah. them out of the inside. I mean, yeah. at this oh god, no, you know what? I was I it's, that's that's an insult. I was gonna say at this point we are starting to hit like the speed of a Dragon Ball plot, but that's an insult to Dragon Ball Z. It, the, the even the fact that Dragon Ball can continue to kill characters and I feel emotion, even though I know they're going to be back in two episodes. It's because there's, well, there's, there's, there's a precedent for it in Dragon Ball, right? There's no precedent for it in Star Wars. Of just Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, well, no, Ahsoka, technically, right? But that was a fake, it was a fake out. It was but, 100% a fake out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the way that they did it was, yeah. But anyways, it's just, yeah, I don't understand, like, the stakes in the series are whatever they want to be. There's no, there's no bait grounded kind of status of it. There's no real like setups or reasons we should really care. Um, like Clone Wars did it well, right? We're, we're introduced to characters that like, yeah, you know, a lot of from expanded universe, mm. but if you're just watching the show, you don't know shit. Like the one that always stands out to me is, uh, Addie Gallia, um, who for those who don't know, she goes with Obi-Wan to Florum and they encounter Savage and Maul and Savage just brutally murders her. Yeah. yeah. Stabbed with her, his horns and then impaled on the lightsaber. And it's like, when she goes down, it's like, oh God. Uh, and if you're reading the EU, uh, or sorry, if you, you know the EU, you're like, oh, sh holy shit, they killed Adigalia? But then it kind of makes sense why, because um, in episode three, everyone assumed that was her who dies in Order 66. It's it, the, the actual Jedi is like Strauss Ali or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, it's just another Tholothan. Um, But then it, it kind of bridges and you're like, oh, that's why it wasn't Adigalia because she's fucking dead already. Um, you know, things like that where, where you build up this character for a long time and then you kill them, and you have it both ways, though, right? You have the, you build up this character for a long time, and then you kill them. But if you're just watching it without the books, yeah, it's just this character they introduced and died. But you can't have both. You can't have introducing a character in only one format ever, and have them only be there for a short amount of time, and somehow have us care about them, and then they die, and then everyone's like, "Well, that was a, a fulfilling death," mm. right? Because there's that time frame of the real EU, or yeah, that existed beforehand. So it's just all, I don't know. I, I don't know why they seem to be kind of not quite doing a DC thing, but kind of where it's like, oh, we put thought into it, but we didn't. Um, I'm just trying to think of other I, what Jedi I'm, who like. What I'm going to hmm? do is next time we do the High Republic, so Phase Two, I started Phase Two. Mm. I'm going to make a list. I have I found a list of all the Jedi we've been introduced to in the High Republic. Oh boy! I'm gonna okay. count out the alive number. Alive and deceased. And I'm gonna go yeah. alive and deceased. And which of the alive ones do we actually have an attachment to as readers? Yeah. And see what the like ratio is. I can tell you right now the ratio of dead Jedi that we cared about versus the ones that are alive are gonna be very different. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but I, like, I did they, find this, so I'm definitely even... looking into doing this. Yeah, they even mentioned Nibisik in this book, and it took me like a minute to remember who she was. Yeah, because it was just like who I, there's so many dead Jedi and it's just oh yeah Biriaga's yeah okay sure, um, and it, yeah it's just it's so much and it's so quick and because there's that other dude who they're trying to make really important now the the jokey Jedi um, I can't remember his name it was a really normal sounding name, um, but in Fallen oh, Star is the one who Jim Jimmer? 
No, no, no. The one who's uh, like, oh, I train Padawans and I don't want to because. Uh, oh, uh, the one who got murked by the lever. Yeah. The th- oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. The first one who gets who gets uh, killed by him. Yeah. And it's like, again, it's like, why do I care about the, any? I can't remember any of these names because they're not around for long enough. And they don't do enough, and they're not in. You know, like, I'm. I would be even Adi Gallia from Clone Wars. I'd be surprised if people knew who she was because she wasn't in a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, before like it, again, I know it because Jedi Adventures. She's in a couple of those books. She's uh, she's Tachi's master. Um. And so, like, you know, there's just all these things where it's like, you know, unless you've set them up for years or months, fuck, I, yeah, I would take months at this point, right? Unless you set them up and give them this whole full backstory and finish their character arcs. That's the other thing that yeah. I think is really important, right? You set up these characters, they're going on a journey, but a lot of them don't. Like, Orla Jereni's journey was, I'm a way seeker. Dead. That's it. Oh, right, she well, helped no. Elzar, but that Elzar, wasn't part of her. Yeah. But that wasn't part of her character arc. That was Elzar's character arc. I mean, yeah. they both kind of merge her. in that way because she has Ooh. a lot of experience with the Force in the entire galaxy. But that's not. Only... A, but that's not a character because she doesn't learn anything through it, right? She's just there to dispense wisdom, and he's like, "Oh shit, that makes a lot of sense," yeah, yeah. right? Watch Elzar come back and just destroy everybody. <laughs> yeah, right. But things like that, like Comac, didn't have a character arc either. He had his in a flashback. And then they're like, and now I have to learn to live. I give up. Bye bye. And it's just like, give me something. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with Orbelin. That line, and I'm realizing now, actually, that's the reason I'm so upset with most of these deaths. What was Orbelin's character arc? I know a lot of things. I've been shot in the back of the head. And it's like, if you don't set up these characters and then you kill them off, or you you don't give them the proper send off that they deserve. Then it just or feels build up cheap. the character in general. Like you're exactly, building them up to like, right? oh, we're starting to like. Okay, they're dead. Oh, we're yeah. starting to like. Oh, they're dead. And it's, like that's, it is a subversion of expectations, but it's not a good one. Not when it happens all the time. Ex- yeah, it's just wasted potential, yeah. and it's like, <sighs> like honestly, we've... we, we want to love this. Like, yeah, we want to love the higher public. We want to love yeah. everything that's happening, and maybe we will by the end. Maybe we <laughs> will. Who knows? Big doubts now. We still have the other. Like we've only we've only delved into like a five maybe five year part of a two hundred year High Republic, but I don't care anymore. Yeah, and so what? Like, and the other thing that confuses me is we've read books by these authors, mm. and that we, we've enjoyed them because they know these things, and they understand these principles well. Like none of these people are, are amateur authors, right? And all of the stuff that we've read from them. As it's an great. individual series or a small, yeah. like, mini series of books or novels have been really well done. And yeah. some of the books in the higher public are really well done. Like, Light yeah, of the Jedi but... lit it up for the entire thing. It was yeah. by Charles Soule. Like, exactly. Charles Soule. And we've read his other stuff. His right? comics are great, too. The Amazing arc. series. Yeah. Beautiful arcs. Yeah. Holy, oh, my God. The Darth Vader arcs. Moment, all it's that stuff. Arcs within arcs within arcs for characters. Amazing, right? Claudia Gray, as much as I dunked on Lost Stars for the ending, their characters have awesome arcs. Nash Windrider has a, a great arc of doubling down on being like, no, I've already st- stuck with the side. I have to see it through, right? Like, they know how to do these things. And so it blows my mind. And it makes me really wonder what, what kind of higher up meddling was there that they just couldn't do any of this. Because at this point, when it's this 
poor, it makes me think of like Rise of Skywalker, right? With like heavy studio meddling. And that's what killed it. Or like Suicide Squad, where this whole movie get or first Suicide Squad, I should say, because the James Gunn, Gunn one's a whole different ballgame. But like just murdering characters because these execs just don't understand how writing works, right? I don't, I, it, yeah, it, I don't know if, if it's that or is it they all agreed that the stuff at the beginning, like, Maybe it's they all agree that, you know, the stuff at the beginning is going to be almost inconsequential compared to the stuff that comes in phase two and phase three. But then again, why start with something like that where you're getting everybody's hopes up and then destroying them mm. when, like, we come into phase two and we're like, this is amazing, but, like, half the people that we know in phase two are dead yeah. in phase one. And then phase three, we don't know what happens in that. Is it going to be a continuation of phase one or is it going to be a time jump past phase one by like 20 years like we don't even know what phase three is going to be yet yeah who knows it's so. just but i mean th that's then it's like why didn't you start with this right or like give us light of the jedi and then immediately go back because i don't care like and that's the thing there's no what what could you possibly do in the past that'll make me care about the present right yeah, like we're all just running around being idiots. If we had like the prequel, like I don't know what the prequel series is going to be for this phase two mm -hmm. stuff, but if they started with the prequel stuff in phase two, yeah. and then we built up all the characters we know in phase one, and we really all love them, that gives us a lot of time to really get attached to these characters. And then phase one, phase one story happens mm -hmm. after as phase, you know, after phase two, and then it goes like Light of the Jedi, everything's going great, and then st things start to drop and start to do this. And we're like, oh, wow, like that was a great buildup of all the characters that we know and love. And then now we get to the point where like all the characters that we loved are, you know, having problems, dying left, right and center. We're like, what the hell is happening? I feel like then we wouldn't have a big of an issue because we've had time to build up those characters. Whereas if we're hmm. building up the characters after the fact that they've died, there's a hard point for us to really buy into the like the earlier version yeah. of those characters, I, you know, like. Bring us the earliest you can. Show us, you know, Avar Chris and Elzar Man and Stellan Geos as, you know, Padawans going up the ranks and Jedi Knights and becoming Jedi mm. Masters. And then at the peak of everything is the High Republic, Light of the Jedi happens, and then everything else falls down. And then Phase 3 happens and maybe everything else comes back up again. Yeah, yeah. Knows. Get, exactly. Get us invested in why we're supposed to care about these characters. Have them have their arcs, build them up in a safe space, right? So that we're actually attached to them, so that burst. when they die, yeah, yeah. Because why should I care that Stellan Geos died? All he did was not do a good job of the Valo Fair, cry over Linuso's not dead yet body, and then get real angry at Avar Chris for a while, and then he died. And it's like, okay, this was the Obi Wan that we were supposed to get. So. I don't know. At, at the end of the day, man, I, I wish I wish I was excited for phase two. I really do, because I don't like being angry all the time, despite what you might hear on this podcast. Um, I want good Star Wars, right? I, I want I really, really wanted to enjoy this. And it's like, all right, well, if I want good Star Wars in the old Republic now, I just have to go back to Swotor, basically. At this which, point, yes. Yeah. Which, for, for uh, to just to remind people, came out ten years ago, and has a more competent. Well, I don't know if I'd say competent, but it has a more engaging, in-depth storyline. It's definitely, I will say this: it's much, much safer than High Republic. 
right? The amount of main characters who die in any of the Swotor classes, tiny. But I care about the characters a lot more because they're around, right? With exceptions, right? Skadge can go die in a fire. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it's like, it's weird. It's like if you have the characters around and we grow to enjoy them and learn their full character and all of the nuances and have arcs with them and kind of be like, oh, I really connect with you now. And then they die. I actually care. But, you know, I'm, I'm harping on on the same things over and over again. Ed, so. what do you think, man? Yeah. No, I just think I think it's funny because like that was that point alone. I remember in their alpha or beta stages, you could actually kill companions. But they took it out, and there's no way that's coming back because a lot of them reappear in some other things, <laughs> and some of them mandatorily appear in mm. the story. But um, in terms of all this, like, I'm just... I got tired of the High Republic for different reasons, just because it felt like a lot of the reasons that you're mad about, they didn't explore because they were so focused on an agenda they were trying to push. Mm. And that took up more of the think tank time rather than actually fleshing out a lot of the characters. And so now that we're losing all of them, it's just like, well, now what's your message trying to say? Like, it, it gets so confusing at that point where it's just like, okay, stick to Star Wars, introduce them, that whatever they are, and that's it, boom, done. But it was every chapter. And where, where the next chapter could have been more exposition, here we go again, here we go mm. again. Every, every book, every comic, every something that came out, it's just like, character growth is one thing, but we're going to push that to the side. Agenda. And it was like... Especially when it's with so many Jedi. Yes. It's, because, it's a very weird feeling. Like, Lucas already put out that statement a while ago, being like, oh, yeah, no, there's... Like, Elzar was doing perfectly normal Jedi things. He just wasn't getting attached. And everybody's just like, oh, fucking Chabby hate you. And it's just like... <laughs> He's technically allowed to do that. He just can't. He has to control his emotions better. That's all. But then, they yeah, took, yeah. But they took that to the the extreme, and it's just like, oh, terrible Jedi now. Dark mm. side. It's like, oh god, okay, fine. It's like pick a pick pick a lane or pick yeah. something, right? So yeah, it's like it's like it's like how dare yeah how dare he form a relation? But Obi Wan and Satina is okay. Yeah. So they didn't like, form it, but yeah. That was the one thing that bugged me a bunch about this first wave. So what I'm nervous about in the second one is like, all right, are you done with that? And can we actually like learn something about these characters now? Mm. This is the only time we'll get to do it because there'll be no point in phase three if it's all after all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or if and by some super boo thing, they actually do manage to whip them out and it's like, okay, we're fine. Which and, I and the, no, oh, sorry. <laughs> There's no and way they could do that. The annoying thing to me too is they show in some of the books that they can do it really well and have those, you know, relationships that they really want to focus on. And it's great because I still think Rising Storm, Linuso's, I can't remember their names because they never come back. Yeah, yeah Linuso's son and Valo's governor's son. Mm. I really enjoyed that relationship. I thought it was really like, because it, it's just them off on the side being like, look, we, I, I want to explore this and figure this out. Mm on our own and then oh god we're caught up in this this monstrosity of the attack that's going on yeah. like, that worked really well i thought um but then some of the other ones like uh zim and lula where it's like 
I get it. Like, you know, you've got these emotions, you've got them raging, blah, blah, blah. Will they, won't they, all this other stuff. And then Kix is there too. Is that his name? I can't remember anymore. Kix? But oh, it, yeah, the little, the bastard. Yeah, but it dominates so much. And it's this constant thing that is, you're right, replacing a character arc of just yeah. as will they, won't they, right? And it is a character arc in its own, but the fact that it's never resolved then is like, all right, well, so where are we going with this, right? Because um, also, uh, the other one that was good was, uh, what's, I can't remember their names, um, Frontier Sheriff and... Uh, Oh God, I can't. Even, uh, was it Chance's Chance's da daughter? I think it was Chance Yarrow's daughter and the Space Marshal lady. Because that was also a good one. Yeah, the one with but, um, uh, like the, uh, God, the Matthew McConaughey like that story. Yeah, book, yeah, yeah, yeah. Geox. Yeah, the, the, is uh, it those the, guys? Wait, is it yeah. those guys? No, isn't that the the that's the other evil mom? Because <laughs> we've got many evil moms oh, in the okay. series. That's the that's the shipping evil mom lady that uh, oh, that maybe, group. Yeah, yeah it's been a the... while. We've we've been out of it for a bit. Yeah. And again, it's just like, why do I care? Right? Like, I remember Leox and Geode and 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 I can't remember Affy. Is that her name? Hollow. Affy. No. Affy something. Hollow. I think. Affy Hollow. Okay, but yeah, I can't remember the other uh, person's name from. I don't even remember the book. In, uh, into the out of the storm, into the shadows, out of dark, fucking. Anyway, well, it's the one. It's the one with Vern and and um. Yeah, it, she's working with Vern and I think Wreath. Yeah, and there's the bombing with the Gungan scientist and all that. Whatever. Um. Yeah, like they can do it well sometimes, but it. it yeah, there's just a lot of like. We need to get rid of this, so we need to get rid of their arcs to focus on. Oh, but like the world isn't is you know so big, and it's just yeah, I don't know. It, it it's exhausting. I mean, this is why you know the first Game of Thrones book focuses on like yeah, there's there's like sixty characters in it, but they focus on like twelve, yeah, right? so that you can get a concise story out and finish Eddard's story, so that you know next part set everybody up start the character arcs in the next book have those arcs go for a long time i i feel like high republic would have been a lot more engaging if they just picked like six characters and just had us following them like martian avar yeah. stellan uh lula wreath because i'm biased <laughs> so i'm not gonna put Ze uh, uh bell in there like just focus on a few tell those big stories then start having books where you're going in afterwards so we can figure out right once we're invested in these characters but instead it's just throwing everything at you at once and being like who do you like well too bad for most of you because a bunch of you're gonna lose your favorite characters and it's, it's just i don't know we'll see who knows maybe in phase two they're gonna show us that you know that that expert writing is still there and it's gonna tie it all together but I am I'm I'm very kind of tuned out of High Republic right now. And I wouldn't recommend it, which is also the sad part, right? Yeah. I recommend some of the books. I would recommend Light of the Jedi. You definitely recommend... have to do like a curated like actual like here. Read oh, for sure. But fine. I mean there are some books I would de like definitely just be like you want to have a cool Star Wars book that you just want to you just want to read one and just have it done. 
go read Night of the Jedi. But again, that's it's an incomplete story. Incomplete story. Yeah, because right? even if we put it all together, right, where it's like, oh, you, if you just read the important books, yeah. right, the main books, then it's still, you know, Light of the Jedi, of Rising Storm. Light of, Light of the Jedi, Rising Storm. Yeah, those are two good ones. And then Fallen Stars? No. I, it's it's it'd be like me it's the same reason why i don't recommend people to get into mass effect yeah right because like yeah dude the first two games are amazing you don't need to play the third one and the fourth game doesn't exist so you know um yeah it's just it's just start strong go out with a whimper so who knows we'll see what but anyways, brings. Yeah, I don't know, Dan. Do you have any other points? Because I've been, I've been I think, just airing you know, my grievances. <laughs> I think we should get into the rankings on this one. Um, <laughs> to, to be fair, this is the first mini series we have done by itself. Hmm. Mixing this in with a volume may have made it more palatable. You know, because it's supposed to be within uh, volume three of the High Republic uh, comic series, hmm. Jedi's End, um, from what I could find. So. Like, I would say it probably would have made it at least a little bit more palatable in terms of being able to, you know, focus on another story while we're reading this one as well. Um, mm. So this one is, I would assume, going to rank a little lower than most of the comic stuff we've done um, just because it felt rushed, right? We're like, oh, yeah. cool, two-issue miniseries. But they, they didn't just pack in stuff about Martian Row. No, oh, yeah, it's everything. a lot of things coming together, yeah. right? So, yeah, let's get into the rankings and uh, round it off this podcast welcome to the ranking segment you have listened to this if you have listened to this podcast for the entirety of what we've done so far it's about an hour thank you for listening i mean if you have a completely different opinion we'll get into how you can contact us after mm. the rankings but uh we'll start off with the rankings for uh ed what did you think man if i was from a six it's um you need to you need to know it just so you get some kind of imagery in for what has been going on, especially if you've just been reading the books and not the comics at all. You don't know what the leveler looks like. All the descriptions of it have been all over the place. Mm. And a bit of backstory on Martian Rose people, because like us, you're probably wondering, okay, who but who the hell are you? Where are you? They describe you all the time. We have nowhere to actually place you. Now you can. That's all the real exposition you need from this. Everything else that happens. Sure, like you can tell when Marshawn was having those weird things about it, his dad, and he's like, "Oh, there," and he's just standing there watching him. And this one, he's just like, "Yeah, you're dying. I don't care. <laughs> cool, it's mine now." Like, think little things like that. I think are important to see. Everything else, yeah, mm. yeah. But that's how I felt about it. So it's six for me. All right, Noma. Man, um, I'm gonna have to explain this one a little bit. Do you think you need to explain it? Oh, I think so, because I Ed just made me realize something that is why I'm giving this a three. Okay. Um, so first off, this needed to be a full series. Uh, but here's the thing, because I completely forgot going into this, this was supposed to be a book about Martian and how we're supposed to learn more about him Which and get to know yeah. his character and what any of his any of his ambitions and plans were. Mm-hmm. We learned nothing. We learned I, that he just wants to do it because he just doesn't want to. He is on a, yeah. He just doesn't want to. He deal wants with to people. do it because he wants to do it. But they hide his reason from us. Yeah. We get this big thing where one of the, one of the the Nihil says like, "Why are we doing this? Why? What is the point of all this?" And he's like, "Marshawn wants that. He thought about killing him. But the last thing he thought about was telling him the truth because he didn't want him to know that this is about 
blood and it's like it's been about revenge the whole time but what is the revenge for we don't know why he wants revenge why he hates them we've never known they teased it in rising storm and they Mm. teased it here but they never tell us and this is the book where they're like we're gonna tell you all you need to know about martian nothing it's my my understanding of martian unless maybe i missed a volume or like 30 pages somewhere my view on Martian it hasn't changed. He's the same character. He just has another leveler now. He has three. And the, yeah. yeah, three Is and he... a weird hyperspace MacGuffin. Yeah, the one. Well, I thought there was supposed to be one. Yeah. And that was I, it. I don't know. Well, I don't it, well his, his dad only had... So, like, <laughs> when when we first see it happen in a, mm. in the issue or the, the book where um, uh, Lord and Greystorm dies, they have one because his dad had one and they got parts and pieces to put it together and all that stuff. And then um, his his family told him of this, you know, the story of this planet far off that, you know, that we get in this book that like you can mm. there's where this is where he got it from. This is where they got it from. So then he goes to this planet and gets three because I think the one no two, I guess so he has two more. Um, and then those two are the ones that we see on Starlight Beacon. Sure. No. But again, right, like with, with the way that this this plot just bounces around, I mean, the next time they show up, there could be an army of them. Who knows, right? <laughs> or they could find the, the leveler mother and just put it out of commission too. Like, I, mm-hmm. what are the stakes? I don't understand, right? And like, this book does nothing to change my opinion on High Republic, and it's the ending, right? It's supposed to amp me up for phase two. Yeah. And it's just it's just whatever. Like, I didn't need to read this book. That's the other thing. If I didn't, nothing would have changed. Or comic, I, but still, whatever. Like, my nothing... Oh, no, the Palawan Jedi Master's dead. He was so useful with his showing up twice. It, it's just, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've aired my grievances enough, so I won't keep repeating myself. But it's, it's, it's just more of the same. It's padding that doesn't really add anything. And it's not a character arc. There's no arcs here. Um... Yeah, I mean, I guess you should read it, but just do it quick and get it out of the way, I guess. Yeah, that's about all I've got to say. All right. My ranking for this one is definitely a... Uh... Fine. Storm. Five. It is a five. It's kind of between you guys. Mm. I... I'm very, like, in the middle with this one. Like, we get a lot of stuff. I agree. If it was a five or six issue series, it would have been a lot more palatable in terms of all the information we get. Mm-hmm. And we would have probably gotten a lot more and there would have been a little bit more buildup and there would have been a bit more tension and there would have been a lot of things. Whether mm-hmm. or not it was only okayed for a miniseries and they're just like, we need to push this out and get it out so you have two issues to do it in, um, you know, that could be the case. And I feel like this definitely would have been better with more issues um Mm. we i felt rushed in terms of the story that was put in here and all of the things that were just like you said like with the the storm seed and just all this stuff that's like we get hints but like there's nothing how did orbit get captured we're never gonna know that unless phase three gets into it because phase two is all prequel stuff from what we know yeah but are we gonna care about how he got captured like two years from now Mm. exactly right and so, you know, there's a lot of things that were done in the High Republic Phase 1 that I really enjoyed. We had, you go back and, like, look at these ratings. 7.5, Monster on Temple Peak. 
Art of the Dragon Gear, 6.5. Not too bad. Trail of Shadows, 7.5. High Republic, mm. Volume 1, 7. Edge of Edge Balance, of Balance eight. was 8. Yeah. We go back to the books, right? Let me go back to some of the books. Again, but again, would I even eight. recommend any of the things that we enjoyed? Mm. I don't know, because I know how it ends now. And the ending is... I mean, Rising Storm, we gave 9, 8, and 8.5. That book was fucking fire. But here's the thing. If I was going to then review all the main books, right. it would be much lower because I know it ends with Fallen Stars. Yeah. And as a so. book on its own, great. As a yeah. book as a whole of a series, yeah. not so good. But you have Which, to take the series in, in, yeah. into consideration, right? Because like, if I was giving Mass Effect 1 and 2 a rating, easy 9, right? But, but you have to whole... consider three. Exactly. And that drops it and down to a seven or a six. And that's, exactly, six. That's, yeah. for, that's where, for me, like, I think it's good to make the difference of, here's what we gave this book, here's what they gave this comic series. All together as phase one, what do you mm. give it overall? Right? And maybe we should do... Uh, well, I feel thing like we should that. do that. But... Like a full yeah. ranking of, like, take all of our ratings of all oh, the content I mean, we've done, yeah, yeah. Of, and then average it out, and then that's the rating we give the entirety of phase this... one. You see, my my problem is they said it was planned. They spent time planning this. They did yeah, a lot. Really, they, they planned really marketed the beginning yeah. really and well, and then they where, just lost the plot. Well, that's where like yeah. I'm like, okay, if they put this much thought and this much effort into getting this set up and and pushing it and really working as a team to get all these stories like put together seamlessly, where does that start to take place? Because it seems like mm -hmm. we have one person doing this and then another person doing this. Another yeah, person doing yeah. this and another person doing this. And it's just like, it's almost counterintuitive at, at certain points. Yeah, certain and some, points. something that blows my mind is, I, I've mentioned it before because it's 48 plus books now, but the Horus Heresy, the Games Workshop one, their series of novels, they've never been like, oh, it's planned out. They, they do say like, oh, we come together and all the writers talk about what they want for how the history is going to progress. And don't get me wrong, there are a lot of terrible books in that series. Battle for the Abyss, uh, False Gods, there's a bunch of books in it that are just not good. But they put out enough good content that it drives the story forward. And granted, the Horus Heresy 30k is a very different situation than High Republic because that lore has been around since the 70s. It just hasn't been expanded this much. Mm. But still having a group that is like yeah we just put out stuff and the writers talk to each other versus we sat down and we had a plan and we put it all together and phase one is this amazing series that we've put together and then just seeing this come out it it's, yeah, it's lies at this point it's yeah exactly and, and it, it drops it's i'm so much more interested in the horus heresy books because they didn't hype me up with this oh my god don't worry guys all, all of our best authors put all this stuff together and there definitely wasn't any uh, studio interference versus yeah we just make books and then we talk about it and then we destroy canon with certain stupid ideas um yeah exactly when, when it's just like yeah we just put stuff out it's like yeah I'm, i've got a lot more leeway than for the amount of garbage you have to make me uh consume versus telling me it's gonna be the best and amazing and then it's just you know i forgot we missed uh we just on a side note we missed no. a story in phase one. Oh no which one it's from the video game tales from galaxy's edge i'm gonna go over it very quickly uh the padawan jedi of jedi master swill uh swy swillin swillwin silwin 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 and the master of nua during the age of the republic her name is Addie sunzi 
Um, she is a purple pink Miralian, Mirialan. Mirialan. And basically, what happens in this story is she gets brainwashed and goes crazy. So, she accidentally Whoa. activated a Sith rune stone, which possessed her to made her kill everyone at the Jedi outpost, including her own master. It almost happens to her again in the story, but Yoda encouraged, encouraging her to fight against it, allows her to overcome it and seal it away. So, oh my so, God! <laughs> fight against the dark. So it's just Hyoric's story again, but with more casualties. Which just puts the Jedi in a dumber light and because Tyorx happened way in the past. To come and tell her to be like, "Hey, fight it, go fight it." Yeah, Tyorx just like, "This is bad. No, yeah. you fight it, fight it." And even the dude is just like, "Get away from here. This is bad." This one, I'm gonna kill everybody. Fuck. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, no, that restored my faith in the high public storytelling. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into the outro, boys. Welcome to the end of this week's episode. I'm hijacking it from Dan. <laughs> you've done it in the middle, and I'm good for it. Just go. Just go. If you've listened, like Dan said, during the rankings, if you've stuck with us this long, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. And I do apologize, Dan. I am hijacking this from you, but it's because I'm actually excited for the next thing we're doing. And I, dear God, I hope it doesn't turn out to be High Republic again. But next week, we are going to be bringing you our reviews and synopses and what we think about the Cassian Andor series that's about to drop. Uh, so, we're going to be doing episodes one to three. We may be doing them all together. We may be doing them all separate. They're our episodes each, so, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot. So, look forward to that. I definitely am. And, uh, you know, we're going to hope hope that this is the gray spy thriller that we've been promised. Really, do. <laughs> Seriously, please. I need one promise from, from them to actually hold water. Um, but anyways, if you're excited about this, if you're interested, if you've got ideas on High Republic, if you disagree with our High Republic opinions or Eye of the Storm, anything like that, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, Dan, do you mind telling the listeners how they can get a hold of us? Of course. You can find us over at voicetheforce.com, where you can find our episode posts. You can find our embedded links on SoundCloud there if you want to listen on your browser, on your phone, or on your PC. You can also find our Contact Us page there if you want to use that instead of emailing us. You can also find our shop to get some merchandise. There's shirts, masks, hats, underwear. I don't know. There's everything. You can find everything on there. <laughs> um, you slap a logo on it and it's good to go. Uh, <laughs> you can also email us at connect at voiceoftheforce.com. That is connect at voiceoftheforce.com. You can find us on social media over on Twitter and Instagram at voiceforcepod. If you retweet and repost our new episode tweets, it does help with growing our listener base and is appreciated. We really want more voices in here because we're in an echo chamber in the higher public and we want out. We just need more opinions and we need to know why you liked it. Let us know, please, for the love of God, let us know. Listen, rate, review, follow, or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major podcast platforms. Remember, if you review us on those podcast platforms, Feel free to give us a five star. If you hated this episode and you don't agree with us, you can tell us feedback. But also Absolutely. review us. Give us a three star. Give us a two star. Give us a one star. Review us. Just give us anything. Mm. And uh, a comment helps with that. And uh, it, it helps people find the podcast. They're like, hey, Star Wars, fun times, not so fun times. And we try and keep it real on this podcast in terms of 
We don't sugarcoat it. If we loved it, we'll let you know we loved it. And mm-hmm. we'll tell you why. If we didn't love it, like this one, we'll tell you why. And we hope that, you know, maybe it brings a different perspective into your purview of as a Star Wars fan and in the Star Wars universe. And maybe it changes your perspective enough or you want to change our perspective or just let us know what your perspective is. Please do that through email, contact us page, on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you can find us. Remember, if you follow or subscribe for free on the podcast platform of choice, it downloads the newest episode to your devices as soon as it releases. Remember, and remember, if you have one leveler, you can get another leveler, and then you can level up and get another leveler, because guess what? Leveling up is great, and Marchand Rowe is going to teach you all about it in the next miniseries that he has, hopefully in Phase 2. I want my own Zoidborg dog. <laughs> Good night, everybody.